The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by Medtronic. Medtronic is dedicated to the pursuit of life-transforming health tech. From AI to robotics and beyond, we're reinventing what's possible, and we're just getting started. Visit Medtronic.com to learn more. LinkedIn presents. What we know about our brains is that they're always growing and developing. While the rate of that growth may change with age, the growth doesn't actually stop. That means we always have the ability to learn. When we shift from thinking about intelligence as an object into a journey, we are better able to optimize that process. We can become more effective thinkers and learners. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the next Big Idea Daily. I'm your host, Michael Kavnat, and I'm curious, what did you get on the SAT? Sorry, I realize that's a personal question, and maybe it's an increasingly irrelevant one, as more and more American universities have decided that standardized tests are not a very reliable measure of aptitude or intelligence. But it's hard to shake the idea that intelligence is something ingrained, something each of us has a more or less fixed amount of, as determined by our genes, our upbringing, or both. But there's an alternate view, one espoused by Rena Bliss in her book, Rethinking Intelligence, a radical new understanding of our human potential. Rena is a professor of sociology at Rutgers University, and she studies the intersection of genetics and society. In her book, she argues that our traditional understanding of intelligence is too narrow, and that it fails to capture the full range of human abilities. Here she is to share some of her key insights. I want to start with a story about myself. I grew up in an immigrant community in Los Angeles. My mother is an immigrant who came to this country for opportunity to make a better life for herself. And she saw education as a way to succeed. My success in school was measured, probably just like yours was, by my grades and my test scores. My mother understood these scores and placed importance in them. It was how the system was measuring me. And she saw them as a direct reflection of my intelligence and my ability to ultimately succeed. I took my first big test at the age of five. It was a test to get into a special magnet school, and I knew it was important. But when the results came, I didn't make the cut. My scores weren't high enough, and my mother cried. My second big test came a short time later for a gifted program within my school, I hadn't changed, the same young Rena sat down to take a nearly identical test, and this time, I passed. Did I magically become someone new and different, someone smarter, in order to do so? No, because a test and its results can't tell us how intelligent we are. You see, society has this belief that intelligence is something you were born with. It's genetic, and it's unchanging. We've been sold on this lie about intelligence most of our lives. I know I was. We categorize people as losers of a genetic lottery if they don't get a perfect score on the SAT or their IQ test. But the truth is, intelligence isn't genetic. We've been taught to think of intelligence as a fixed thing within us that is stagnant and unchanging. But what research over the past two decades has shown us is that genes give us the brain structures that allow thinking to occur. They guide the process. 
Our genes, however, have nothing to do with the quality of those thoughts. Intelligence is something we do, not something that is. So I define intelligence as our ability to learn from our environments and of being aware of those opportunities to learn. What we know about our brains is that they're always growing and developing. While the rate of that growth may change with age, the growth doesn't actually stop. That means we always have the ability to learn. When we shift from thinking about intelligence as an object into a journey, we are better able to optimize that process. We can become more effective thinkers and learners. Being intelligent is being aware that you have the opportunity to learn from the world around you. And that's what we as human beings do best. As human beings, we have the same internal architecture. We grow brain cells. We form connections between them. They're called neural networks. And our bodies do this naturally for our entire lives, whether neurotypical or neurodivergent. The thing that's working against us and limiting our intelligence isn't our biology. It's our environment. Stressful environments that lack basic resources hamper our ability to act on our potential, to think more deeply and clearly. Stress is so toxic that it can literally modify our DNA and change the way it functions. And we pass those toxic modifications on to our children and to future generations. In order to allow everyone the opportunity to grow their intelligence, we must work to equalize our environments. We need to focus our time, our energy, our research on how to improve the conditions we live in, from air to water to safety and food. The stress of obtaining these things for some is inhibiting their abilities to learn and changing the way their brains function. We have to do better for our kids to give them a fighting chance. And improving our environments can empower them to think smarter. Another quick story. In my university classroom, I had a student who was labeled intellectually disabled from a young age. He had taken a test, and that test had marked him as having a low IQ. He was put into special education classes in his high school where he received a subpar education and was told by his teacher that he wouldn't make it to college. He would not be able to achieve the life he dreamed of. But there was an adult who intervened. They encouraged him to try community college, ask for accommodations, and continue his education. That person inspired him to move beyond the limitations placed on him by an education system that views intelligence as a have or a have not. He went on to community college, he excelled in his coursework, and he made his way to my university classroom. This student was one of the hardest working I have ever had, but he told me he had felt burdened by the label he received at previous schools, and it almost derailed him from working for the life he wanted, one that included a higher education. He received this label, was encouraged to work against it, and walked into my classroom ready to grasp his own potential. By the time he got to university, he wasn't a new person. What changed was how society viewed him, and in turn, judged him. They have decided he is, quote, intelligent now, even though his genetics, those things we tell ourselves define intelligence, are exactly the same. What my student was able to do with some help was see the potential in himself. 
We are all infinitely able to learn, but we have to do something first. We are infinitely able to learn and to grow, but we must seize the learning moment. These can be big moments or very small. Every day, our brains are giving us the opportunity to create new networks and become smarter. But taking the opportunity to do so is up to us. Seize the opportunity to learn from anyone. Parents and educators watch children do this constantly and watch them do so excitedly. Maybe we can't do as much learning as they are, but we can choose singular moments to take that learning on with the same sense of excitement and wonder. Now, I'm a realist. I know we can't always do this. We can't always choose to learn. There will be days that we face challenges that prohibit it, or we simply don't have the energy to make that choice, and that's okay. Take it one day at a time. Learn a little, rest a lot. Learn a little about your relationships, about yourself. Improve the course of your life in a small way, and then rest. Every moment is an opportunity to change. You always have a chance to think about this thing, change that thing, but you also have the chance to take a break. When you don't achieve, instead of calling yourself a failure, seize the opportunity to learn. Choose to see the potential in yourself and in others. Thank you, Rena. You're speaking our language. Seize the opportunity to learn. That's what we're all about here at The Next Big Idea Daily. If you want a handy way to continue your learning journey, make sure you've downloaded The Next Big Idea app. You can hear key insights from authors across a range of disciplines, education, psychology, leadership, creativity, pretty much anything worth learning about, you can learn about on The Next Big Idea app. And it's available wherever you get your apps. Come on back tomorrow when we'll hear from Cal Newport, computer scientist and author of A World Without Email, Reimagining Work in an Age of Communication Overload. I'm Michael Kavnet. See you tomorrow. <laughs>